And joining us now here at the NAFB convention in Kansas City, great to catch up with Will Stafford from CHS. Will, how are you, sir? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining me, Will. Let's talk a little bit of farm policy. I know you're keeping uh, keeping tabs on everything going on in D.C. Um, you know, midterms, we just got the, through with things. For the most part, I think we know uh, who's controlling the House, who's controlling the Senate here. I know we've had some questions uh, after Election Day, but uh, overall, getting through the midterms now, a little bit of certainty there. I think we can now turn our attention more to the farm bill, et cetera. But just as you look at the midterms to start, any big shakeups for you and how it could affect agriculture here moving forward? Yeah, sure thing. So uh, as you said, we're still waiting on a, on a couple of races, um, probably the biggest one being um, the runoff that is still going to have to happen in Georgia. But yep. um, with control of the Senate already in place for the Democrats and, and the House flipping over to the Republicans, um, you know, the biggest shakeup will be that House side. Um, moving over to Republican control means that um, we'll have a new Speaker of the House, um, Kevin McCarthy, um, and we'll also have new chairman of the committees and specifically for farmers, the Agriculture Committee will now be led by uh, G.T. Thompson from yep. Pennsylvania. Um, so I would say that's the biggest change and moving into that farm bill year, um, he's gonna have his fingerprints all over the bill. Well, and thinking with G.T. kind of taking over the House there, uh, you know, one other thing I noticed as well is that we presume there might be some changes in those roles, but most of the top leadership on the House and Senate Ag Committee is staying the same, at least, for the most part. That's correct, yeah. On the Senate side, um, looks like no changes there. We'll have um, continuation of Chairwoman Stabenow from Michigan on the Democrat side and ranking member John Bozeman from Arkansas on the Republican side. And then same two members atop, Mr. Scott and Mr. Thompson um, for the Democrats and Republicans, respectively, on the House side, except for, as I said, mm -hmm. um, the Republicans will, be, will have the gavel and control the floor now. And, you know, thinking about that and having some of those top people still at the top of the Senate Ag Committee going into these farm bill discussions, uh, that's got to at least be a good thing for some continuity there, even if we're on the House side, we're flipping some roles, but still having that continuity, I, I think is good. It's huge. It's huge. Um, farm bills are hard to get done. Um, they're done every five years, and there is a lot of turnover in Congress within five years. So we have a lot of members that are new um, or have come in in the last few years and have really never taken a, a vote on farm policy. Mm -hmm. um, and we've also seen bills in the past fail on the floor. We've seen them vetoed. We've seen them had to be extended. Um, so having that institutional knowledge and folks that know how to get a farm bill, um, thread the needle on it and get it across the finish line um, is is worth its weight in gold. And and we have leaders in place with Chairwoman Stabenow and, and now Chairman Thompson that, that I, I'm very confident will get it done. Thinking of the farm bill, I know you spend a lot of time on the Hill in D.C. What What's the biggest issue or biggest issues for you as we start to really flesh out this farm bill? Sure. So, you know, when we talk to our farmer owners across the country, the number one we number one thing we hear about in a farm bill context is protect crop insurance. Yep. Um, they need it. They need it for their bankers back home um, in today's uncertain climate. Um, you know, we see drought across the country. It's incredibly important. So in every farm bill process, we see attacks on the crop insurance program um, from both the, the far right flanks and the far left flanks of Congress. Um, and I, I don't have any reason to believe that this this time around will 
will be any different. So, you know, I think one of our number, one of our top priorities will be protecting that for our growers. Um, the conservation title is going to be, um, I think, heavily debated, I would say, especially on the Senate side. There's been some new money put into that title through the Inflation Reduction Act, um, seeing where that money goes. Um, making sure that programs for our farmers stay voluntary, um, incentive-based, not mandatory, um, is, is very important for us. And making sure that we're not, um, you know, incentivizing acres to be taken out of production as well. Very true. Very true. What are some other things outside of the farm bill? What are some things that you are, are working on or watching in D.C. as you talk to farmer owners of CHS? What are some other big ticket items for you right now, Will? Yeah, one that we're really looking at, um, especially right now and, and for through the end of the year in lame duck, uh, in the lame duck session of Congress is trying to get a couple of trade nominees um, to be confirmed by the Senate. Mm -hmm. um, currently, we don't have anyone in this administration that um, is a voice at the trade negotiating table around the world for agriculture. Um, so the two that are, are stuck in the confirmation process, there's one for USDA whose name is Alexis Taylor that we're mm -hmm. extremely supportive of um, for the trade position there. And then also the agriculture ambassador at USDA. TR, um, a man named Doug McCaleb. So we would love to see those get across the floor. Um, it is such a global uh, economy when it comes to agriculture, as your listeners are, are mm -hmm. all too aware of. And the industry is really being put at a disadvantage if um, global trade global, global trade discussions are happening and agriculture from America doesn't have a voice. And I know we, we thought we might have Doug and Alexis both through before we took a recess and it just didn't happen so hopefully presumably we can get to that point here before the end of the year i mean yeah. if you look at it what you know i don't know if we can lay odds on it or not i mean what's your thoughts before the end of the year i think there's a good chance you always see at the end of the year right before a new congress starts there's a package of nominees that gets through that have been stuck mm -hmm. in the system and both of them are very popular and well liked alexis especially I don't think there's a single member of the Senate that you would find that would not support her. Um, sure. A lot of times they're being held up for reasons totally unrelated to them or their position. Um, so I think there is a good chance that it gets done in this lame duck session. But as always in D.C., it's not a sure thing until it's done. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Will, uh, before we run out of time, final thoughts, anything else on your mind, anything else you're watching uh, when it comes to uh, your work with CHS and what you're doing in D.C.? Uh, you know, I would just say to your listeners, um, when the new Congress starts in January, especially if you have a new member representing you, um, please reach out to them, reach out to their staff, have the associations or your co-ops um, reach out to them um, through CHS. If you're an owner, you do have a voice in D.C. and myself and our team, um, because that new member education is going to be so important. Getting to their staff, telling them who you are, explaining agriculture to them. Um, don't presume that they understand our issues. With that, Will Stafford, CHS, appreciate the time and insight, sir. Enjoy uh, the rest of trade talk here in Kansas City for NAFB, and we'll talk again soon. Absolutely. Thanks.